welcome to this bonus episode of Girls on Girls. <laughs> Where us two girls slurp wine, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. It sounds really good in the headphones. It does sound nice, yeah. And talk about HBO's Girls. Sorry, I completely ruined your introduction. <laughs> That's okay, I think it works. Um, I'm Jenna, and I'm here with Slurpy McSlurperson. <laughs> it's me again, Lou, hello. <laughs> and we're doing a sort of... We plan to do a best of girls. But we're really busy, guys, so we couldn't re-watch all the episodes we wanted to re-watch. Because I'm usually the one that... I'm not as busy as Jen, as in I'm in my house a lot of the time, <laughs> because I, I'm just researching for essays. And I was like, I'm going to re-watch my, my, my favourite episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't. Uh, I was going to rewatch stuff, but instead I watched Child of Our Time. <laughs> Louis just ate this cracker like a little mouse girl. Can you hear it? Yeah, it sounds nice. Sorry if you hate the sound of eating. I, what does it make us that we like the sound of chewing and drinking on these it's, um, It's that YouTube thing, isn't it? Mukbang. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds it's filthy. It's weird. I think it's a Korean. I don't know if it's just Korea. It's like this weird phenomenon that people just eat big meals and film themselves on YouTube and people love it. Fucking hell, I could do that. I could do it too. <laughs> After the podcast. <laughs> That'll be our next move. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I had like a really important hair appointment today. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I couldn't watch the episodes that I wanted to rewatch. I was going to rewatch it and then I got sidetracked with an hour long facebook live that father john misty did oh interesting i love father john misty he's amazing and so weird mm. and um he I does liked a terrifying he... picture of a pig <laughs> i liked it when he stole a crystal from a did you see his instagrams about that no he stole a crystal from like a hotel or something like that mm -hmm. and was like crystals can't be owned <laughs> and so he just took it and like posted an instagram all about how he took this crystal it's funny because he has British sense of humour. Yeah. And so many Americans don't get it. He is He's got that dry sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. He's really funny. Mm -hmm. I have listened to his new album. Not sure about it in comparison to the old Honey one. Honey Bear is just Honey Bear sublime. is the shit, isn't mm -hmm. it? Imagine me being Hannah when she does her like little okay sign and like does yeah. a, that's what I'm doing about Honey Bear right yeah. now. What were we talking about? Uh, why we've not got our shit together this week or this bonus episode so we were gonna do a sort of best of mm -hmm. it was like our five favorite episodes yeah. that we'd rewatch. but basically we failed at that yeah. so we thought of course you want to listen to us talk about shit anyway so we're just gonna ramble about our favorite moments basically you know what's happened i've got slightly drunk on the fact that we have a few listeners i'm like <laughs> we're big enough now to do whatever we like and people will listen anyway <laughs> My ego now is oh, yeah. very large. I'm surprised you fit in this room anymore. Big old head. <laughs> We've never described to people where we are. We're in Louis and uh, the youngish man's bedroom right now. Yeah, that's where we do all of our things, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sitting I, on the edge of the bed. I feel like I'm as much of this room as the youngish man is. Like, I'm as big a part of this Maybe bed. Maybe even more so. <laughs> you are sitting on his side. Am I? Yeah. We both are. Yeah. It's maybe not very professional to give away our trade secrets about where we record. No, but I think it adds a lovely charm to yeah. our, like, alcohol drinking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so sort of just spiralling chat that we're going to have this afternoon, this well, evening. I was talking... This is definitely the evening, we're not drinking in the <laughs> afternoon. 
<laughs> this morning. I mean, this night. It's, it's midnight. <laughs> it's actually almost 7pm, which Ooh. is perfect aperitivo time. Yeah, it's absolutely time. So we've got some wine, got some crackers. Yeah, Lou's cooking up a spag bowl downstairs. Yeah. Although it's not spag, it's tagatelli. It grabs onto the sauce better. I'm sorry, I just, I just, I just can't. I can't work under these kind of conditions, Lee. I'm, I'm. What is this amateur hour? I'm dropping the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we just thought before we eat our spag bowl, let's talk about our favourite episodes and favourite moments of girls as and we're coming up to the end. How we're feeling about it finishing? Mm. Yeah, just a nice, nice informal chat, a chit chat. Get some wine if you're listening and it's and you feel you want to. Get yeah. a snack. As long as it's after 11am, I think it's perfectly acceptable to get some wine. I think you can have Buck's Fears or Mimosas. That's true. Just put some orange juice in whatever you're drinking. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But one of my friends who listens, Emily. Hello, Emily. Hi, Emily. She says that she listens to us in the bath. This is her new favourite thing. Mm. And the fact that she thinks that when she's naked, she is able to laugh more. I laugh a lot more when I'm naked. Do you? at myself oh <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> like you're laughing with yourself i am rather than at yourself. last night i had a bath because i was in the house on my own again and um again like always i was in the bath no farting rapist no farting rapist but i was in the bath having a lovely glass of red wine <sighs> and eating half a chocolate bar uh, not half chocolate half a uh easter egg did it not melt no, because it was on the side. Brilliant. It was, it was just really quite nice. And yeah, I was listening to some music. And as I was like eating my chocolate and drinking my wine in the bath, I was like, oh, look, the bath water doesn't cover all of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are my boobies. <laughs> I <laughs> like to think of it as like, um, like the nipples and the boobs that poke out are just like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And it's what's underneath the counts. <laughs> and that's really going to fuck you over and cause Titanic to sink. <laughs> but she said that... Um, she did the most amazing description of what this show is. Okay. She says it's like a weird womb-like experience. <laughs> which I think is just... That's lovely. I could cry thinking about that. Oh, I just want everyone to feel like we're welcoming them into our womb. Yeah, that's so nice. Mm. And we all feel safe here. I like to think it's an intimate, comfy, cosy setting. Yeah. Where you've got plenty of nutrients. Yeah. Plenty of amniotic fluid. As we know. You looked very shocked then. (laughs) (laughs) Jen's quite good at following along when I go a bit weird. But when I said plenty of nutrients, you were like, uh. To be fair, I usually encourage you being weird. Today you told me you couldn't get anything done because you were thinking about how great my newly dyed hair was going to look. I literally could not get anything done. Oh, how blonde is it going to be? I was super excited. I know, I'm I'm really happy with it. I feel like more of myself and less of like a kind of bag lady. It does make you feel very much less drab. Mm. More like a woman, less mm. like a dumpling. Yeah. But does anyone else feel like this? That you never feel more ugly than when you're sat in front of the hairdresser mirror? Oh, God. It's my least favourite moment of my whole... Oh, it's absolutely yeah. hideous. I just sat there all and day. And because the gown like cuts you off at a really oh, unflattering point in your neck. It was it was really awful. And I was sat there for two and a half hours yeah. today. Which I've been a, there for longer before. I just kept looking at myself thinking... How are you this ugly? (laughs) (laughs) No, like I don't have a self-confidence problem at all. But like when I was sat there, I was like, God, are other people as ugly as you? (laughs) Like your features are so weird. 
I just think it's not a very it's not good for anyone to spend. It's just that much not a natural thing themselves. that you would sit in front of a mirror for hours on end. Is with, it with like your hair scraped back and like in yeah. weird? When I last had my hair coloured, for some reason she like backcombed loads of it as she was putting mm. the bleach on to make like a nicer fade for the balayage. Mm, balayage. Yeah, balayage. That's what we both have, yeah. isn't it? And at the end, I just looked really bad. I was like, this has cost me a lot of money. I Mine was all in cling film. Cool. And so I had like, like really long cling film like everywhere. I just thought, wait, what the fuck I was just very matted and very covered in like ammonia smelling bleach. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's not a good time. And then they bring you tea and I get really hot because that gown is like create yeah. some sort of like greenhouse I mean, they environment. I always bring you a biscuit and I'm like, I really want to eat this biscuit, but I'm currently just looking at how awful I am. So I can't eat the, I can't watch myself eat this biscuit. Those are like, like lotus biscuits. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I'd love to eat that, but. I would rather not have a mirror. Yeah, I just really think the mirror is unnecessary. Yeah, because I sometimes try and do like a cool Snapchat mm. of myself yeah. and I always delete them because I'm yeah. just like, I look Ugh. really bad. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. This is very boring. No, I feel like other people have this, this same experience. Because anytime I tell people how much I hate looking at myself at the hairdresser, everyone's like, oh my god, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I suppose we're sharing a part of the female experience that we've never... It's shit. And also, why are all hairdressers beautiful? Like, absolutely stunning. Oh, I've had some quite ugly hairdressers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lou. <laughs> the last time I went to the hairdressers my hairdresser talked to me for a long time about the fact that she really loves like true crime tv mm-hmm. shows well she sounds like the perfect hairdresser for me because i'm really into true crime really mm. i'm like obsessed with uh, case file which is a great podcast oh, i don't you really dublin i get a bit too scared no i don't get scared I, well occasionally i'll be listening to it on like a dark walk home at like mm. half 11 at night and i'm like why are you doing this to yourself i couldn't do that but i was listening to one on the way over here i get i find it really fascinating mm. Although they were promoting something on that case file. I feel like, actually, if we promote this thing, should they promote it for us? Should they, like, pay us for promoting them? Because, yeah. Because I'm going to promote this thing that I think sounds really creepy and I don't think we'll people should buy We'll get our PR person to get in contact yeah. with them. So there's this thing on case file that they were, like, doing a sponsorship from where, like, like someone pretends to be, like, a serial killer and you're, like, a detective and they send you, like, stuff through the post and shit to solve this crime and they're, like, fake murdering people. Now, I just think that's creepy and weird and I don't think that should be a thing that's, that's encouraged. Like, that's like a gateway drug. Yeah, exactly. real-life murder. Yeah, that's what I think. Because people could think, like, that's the sort of soft BDSM version mm. of murder. Yeah. But maybe not so good. Ooh. Would you do it? No, I just thought it sounded creepy. I actually can't even listen to them, like, promoting it. I skip it through. It's sort of like murder mystery, but... But, like, creepier. Is it a sex thing? No, it's not a sex thing. It's just... A murder thing. So, like, someone... Like, so whatever this company is pretends they're committing murders or whatever. Yeah. And you're uh, you're the detective trying to solve it, and you've got to solve it and find out who it is. It probably would be quite fun. Maybe it would. If it was more of a sort of communal game, but if it's just you... Like, getting stuff through in the post and, like, reading it and being like... It's, like, weird... And now I've got an email just and like, a phone call... So you're the detective, they're the murderer. Mm, yeah, they're you're the murderer. not the murderer. No, but I can th- you be the murderer? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's worse. I think that is more scary. Yeah, maybe that's not allowed. Or well, I've been watching a lot of American Horror Story. I've probably already spoken about that. I don't think and you I've have. got up to Hotel. 
Mm. Have you watched any of it? I watched one episode of American Horror Story and I was like, this is not for me. They do, they keep the same cast mostly. Okay. And every season is like a different because scenario. Lady Gaga, really? Yeah, she's amazing. Okay. I'm at that season at the moment mm. and it's very bizarre and very uh, sexually deviant in a scary way. Like Schmidt, the actor who plays Schmidt on New Girl. Oh yeah, is he in it? Is a heroin addict who gets anally raped by this like weird skin thing with a very pointy I think it's like rotating dildo strap on oh no I don't think I'd like so this. I watched that I then went to bed mm. and had very bizarre dreams that the youngish man was asking me to lick his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh god thank god that was a dream if I knew that was something you asked you in real life I'd die and I said I really don't want you to lick I don't want to lick your asshole. and he said but I want you to and I said, but it's my tongue. And he said, but it's my asshole. <laughs> so I went downstairs, came back up. Neil Patrick Harris was in here <laughs> licking his asshole. Oh, God. Because Neil Patrick Harris was in an, was in a previous season oh of my God. American Horror Story. And then I looked down at the youngish man and saw that his balls had become on top of the penis. <laughs> God. Wow. And then I woke up and I thought, I need to start watching that show. You do? That sounds scary. Yeah. Would you rather be the licker and the, or the licky? Licky. Wait, just tell me, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you received the lick, that's right. I would really... I'm not putting anyone down who enjoys the bum stuff, I think it's great. <laughs> I literally can't even deal with the fact that I have an asshole, <laughs> Or that everyone else has an asshole. Yeah, yeah, it's not nice, is it? No. I can't deal with it. I don't get people who can like talk about their bum holes like <laughs> in general. I, it's not something I'm comfortable with. People get asshole bleaching. Yeah, but I think that's so it looks nicer. I might consider that. I mean, it's not something I've, I've never really looked at mine. Should Jen get her asshole bleached? <laughs> text us. <laughs> I wish we had a text number. That would be so fun, Me like too. on the radio. Oh, that would be really good, wouldn't it? We should talk about some girls now. Okay. We? Well, we could talk about the rim job that Marnie receives from Daddy. Yeah. That's very good, isn't that's it? That's quite the scene, isn't it? Yeah. Because I was looking back and I was thinking about all the sex scenes in girls. Mm. And I'd also read a really great article by Erica Young for. I can't remember. I think it was through, I think it was on the BBC Twitter page. And she said that if people don't know who she was, she's a writer, really famous, wrote a book called The Fear of Flying, which was big for like female sexual liberation mm. in the 70s. And she was very much, and is very much into just like women owning their sexuality and just having orgasms and doing, having an orgasm the way they want to have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. And she says that they don't have enough orgasms on girls. That's interesting. Which I think, looking back, you don't really see them orgasm, do you? Well, Marnie You had... see the men orgasming. Yeah, Marnie did last week. With, or not last week, but <laughs> last time with Desi. And then he... Did she? Yeah, because she was like, he was like, you're finished, but I'm not. Remember? Well, she was having the really, like... Act, Demonic like... one. Mm. Yeah. The only sex that has been sort of nicely mutual for pleasure mm. was Joshua and Hannah in One Man's Trash. Yeah. When she says, I want to make you feel good, and he says, I want to make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm trying to think if we've ever seen Hannah orgasm. No. You don't think we have at all? 
Apart from in that scene with Joshua. Hmm. I feel like acting having an orgasm is really awkward. It must be really awful. Maybe that's why. Like, the guys have orgasms. Yeah. Think of Adam. We've seen him have an orgasm. Yes. Yeah. But let's let's just be honest here. Okay. It's... I mean, girls are not having as many as guys. No. Like, they're just not. That's a fact. Which is why I think it is a missed opportunity for girls not to have shown women taking control of their own orgasms. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I think, like, within relationships... Where are the dildos? Where are the vibrators? Yeah. The, Where are the but bu- like vagina massages? Okay. You're in a you're in a um oh well Marnie has one, remember that's a shared toy between her and Charlie. Mm-hmm. But um you're in a committed relationship, so I'm assuming that you expect like mutual satisfaction if mm-hmm. that's what you both want and if either of you are like, oh it's not I can't be asked today or whatever, that that's fine. But I do think if you are not in a committed relationship and you are just like bouncing around or whatever. <laughs> Literally <laughs> I just don't ex- I don't necessarily expect that from any of my sexual encounters. And but men do, don't they? Yeah, men do. It's, I mean, it basically doesn't count as sex unless the man comes. Would you feel embarrassed to like take care of yourself if you were having a one night stand? I don't know. So you asked me that and in my head I go, no, but then like I go, well I've never done that. So maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking about the scene in Netflix, Love. Mm. Well, I think I've spoken about that as well mm-hmm. already. And um, Gillian Jacobs and Paul Rust, they're mm-hmm. amazing, brilliant on screen. I think that's my second favourite thing at the moment, mm-hmm. apart from girls. Yeah. And they show them having sex and she just goes and reaches for a vibrator. Yeah. And I've never seen that. But they're they're having normal sex, sex yeah. normal sex mm-hmm. but she's like do you mind if I use my vibrator and he's like no that's fine yeah and you don't see that do you no you don't see that as an option I mean I think we're all conditioned to believe that women can orgasm just through P and the V yeah and I mean it is possible have it... you ever P and the V orgasmed yeah have you yeah oh amazing <laughs> why <laughs> not no not just P and the V yeah no I have but how <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, we don't need to get into the nuts and bolts of it here. <laughs> the sideways hole. Which is no. Jen's own special sex move. You're making me embarrassed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, not necessarily then. But the... <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I've actually made Jenna embarrassed. This I'm is amazing. embarrassed, usually. Sorry. It's okay. It's fine. It's what we're here to talk about in, in like... I know it's ridiculous because, like, why am I embarrassed about that when, you like... You shouldn't be embarrassed. No, I'm, I'm not. Like, that's, like, the unicorn I, of the orgasms. I know, I know. It's, I'm not, I mean, I don't think that's a normal thing to happen. And I think it's really bad that we're conditioned yeah. to believe that is a normal thing. It just it is possible. And the fact that you've not actually had sex unless it's been penetrative, I think that's a really bad yeah. thing. Well, this is the other thing, is that, like, I was going to say a bit earlier that, like, I do, sometimes I feel like, oh, um, it doesn't count as sex unless the guy comes. Even if you've, like, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, and, and you asked me before, like, I thought you were going to say, oh, um, would you feel embarrassed too? And I thought you are going to, or if the guy didn't come. And I would. I would feel like I had failed in that sexual yeah. encounter if they hadn't. Whereas the other way around I don't by any means think that the man has failed or that they would 
be like maybe some you know that is really unfair because men do care and i've been with a lot of men who have like definitely cared and definitely tried really hard because and the good men are the ones that want you to feel good yeah for sure for sure and i just think it's a bit more complicated for women mm-hmm. i think in yeah i think there's a really great i think it's simone de beauvoir but don't mm-hmm. quote me this might be me trying to be like a smarty pants mm-hmm. she says like female arousal is like juggling loads of balls mm-hmm. in the air and one wrong move or yeah. one wrong sound or one wrong word and like all the balls are dropped yeah. and the spell is broken yeah i'm probably paraphrasing that quite heavily no but i know exactly what you mean i either want to quote also simone de beauvoir or um is it Ananin or Nathan? one of the two anyway yeah. wrote an epic breakup letter once where um she in it it was one of the two of them and i've got them confused but i feel like it's fun to say anyway yeah she wrote in a breakup letter being with you was like being with a priest <laughs> <laughs> i've always wanted to say that <laughs> that's amazing have you had the situation in your life where you've been able to say that yet not yet but i'm waiting for my next big Bated breakup breath yeah, to end it with sleeping with you was like sleeping with a priest. Wow. No. Ouch. Ouch. Very ouch. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. You should read that. It's in a book called like the Breakup Letters of Great Women or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a very good book. There are some great letters to and from James Joyce mm. to his wife or girlfriend or lover. And he is really into just like farting and shitting. <laughs> he loves the bum stuff. Does he? Yeah, that's a really fun read if you're ever bored and just like bored want of... to see a different side of humanity. <laughs> I'll bear that in mind <laughs> for a lazy Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I think bum stuff is great. If you're into it, man. Whatever like my into. mother once said to me. Oh my god. Anal is the oldest form of contraception. <laughs> 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 or she was like. Anal is nature's contraception. Oh, God. Oh, lovely. Thanks, Mum. Thanks, George. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Shall we talk about some best bits from girls? Yeah, let's talk about some best bits. Um, I think that my number one best bit, and we mentioned it in last week's episode, Mm -hmm. was it's Wednesday night, baby, and I'm alive. Yeah, that's definitely a great one. We've got the episode where Hannah and Elijah snort the drugs he says let's have a night where we like punch a disney princess in the face yeah apparently they were snorting vitamin b12 really mm. oh they must have felt great mm. after Wasn't that they? yeah i love the bit where she writes show uh, ray's show dogs on the wall <laughs> in sharpie i like the bit where she says i just think it's really important that i learn how to properly balance a checkbook <laughs> <laughs> i love writing checks do you really love it yeah oh, no anything to do with the bank makes me go like la 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 I haven't looked at my bank balance for about two months. It's not important, I think. <laughs> Doesn't make you a better or worse person. Well, there's, what's in there is what's in there, you know? Can't change it. Can't change it. I, I don't think I ever overspend on things, so if I've not got any money... It's live just... and let die. Yeah. Is that, is that the saying? Is live it? and let live? live? I don't know. Just don't look at your bank balance. Don't look at your bank balance. Unless you have lots of money. In which case, good for you. But then you wouldn't need to look anyway because you would just have loads of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine having so much money that you didn't know what to do with it. What's your least favourite moment from girls? Um, Marnie does a lot of things that annoy me. Um, 
I really struggle watching the scene with the breakup over the incubator. Oh yeah, but I struggle. I wouldn't say that's my. I wouldn't say that's my worst. Yeah. but That's like one I wouldn't go back to when I'm just like for fun rewatching stuff. Yeah. Although I do really love Gab- Gabby Hoffman in Labour. I do love Gabby Hoffman when they're carrying her. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that episode actually. I have a lot of time for it and a lot of time for that scene. I know it's really hard watch, but like I really love that Hannah's like it's too hard like no it was painful but also i love i just love all the scenes between hannah and adam yeah they're so good i am actually really desperate for someone to put together in chronological order every scene hannah and adam have together and uploading it onto youtube with a nice song with a nice song that would really make me really happy so um someone someone if you have the technological skills i mean i would do it if i knew how I don't know how. I could ask the youngish man, but I feel like he probably would punch me in the face. I don't think he wants to do that. <laughs> Definitely no. not. I mean, maybe we could um, ask a man named Jan to do it. Would he know how? He's quite busy, isn't he, as well? Is he? Are no. you? I mean, he's editing this right now. Are you too busy for that, Jan? Jan, I don't think you're that busy. I've definitely... His brother took his PS4 away, so I feel oh, like he's not busy. Oh, there we go. He's not got anything to do. No. What, I mean, what does he even do? postgraduate work screw it fuck it this is much more important he could get like at least 10,000 views from me on YouTube for this video (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be quite popular actually yeah yeah well there we go we've sorted out your postgraduate life there Jan lucky you eh (laughs) (laughs) back to my uh, my least favourite moment one of the things I really struggle to watch, and it's also in my favourite episode with the um, slap chest and yeah. the green net vest, is um, Marnie and Booth Jonathan. Oh yes, that's very difficult to I watch. I find that really awful. When he looks at in that like art installation with all the horrible, oh, horrible TVs, screens, yeah. the screens, the like weird things, and you think like, God, she's like trapped here. Something terrible going to happen to her. And then afterwards, she's like, you're a genius. And then he has that fucking creepy sex with her where she has to look at the doll. Everything about that creeps me out. Yeah, he's not a good one, is he? No. I find him very disturbing. Yeah, Booth Jonathan, that, that whole segment of the... Mm. season I sort of don't go back and revisit so much I revisit season one a lot mm-hmm. for Accident mainly Accident that's got to be up there one of the best epi- well yeah. surely one of the best episodes I also watch season two episode 10 a lot to have what's that one that's together that's when <gasps> Hannah has her mental oh, period of mental unrest and the q-tip mm. we've never have we ever spoken about how the show deals with mental illness. No, I don't think so. Not really. Because that was our plan if, when we were going to do all of the seasons again. Mm. To just like do a really good in-depth look at how they deal, dealt with. Yeah. Because I think Hannah's mental prob- mental like struggles um, are really well documented. And I think obviously Lena Dunham has spoken about during from her own experiences yeah. for that. And it, it, deal- it shows you like a very unromantic... Ugly. V- ugly... Not romanticised, not glamorised. Yeah, yeah. Not like Girl Interrupted. Yeah. The crazy beautiful girl who's insane but very beautiful anyway. The manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think, you know, when you, um, like, think about... I know this is going to sound strange, I think, but (laughs) when you 
sometimes think about like mental illness or, or like girls with depression or sad girls or things like that you can think of it in a very romantic way and like yeah. a beautiful kind of sepia toned uh-huh. kind of thing and like they're the alternative interesting ones because they have mental illness yeah yeah and i think that that can be a little bit of a dangerous way to look at it sometimes and um i think it's like the whole sort of creative but depressed trope like yeah. the depressed artists like the Kurt Cobains yes yeah and, and the Amy Winehouse yeah yeah and that it kind of becomes like um you only think of it as one type of thing like depression you look a bit sad mm-hmm. and you're distant and like you know, and whereas actually Hannah shows you that there's an or a girl shows you that there are many different facets of mental illness and it manifests and it itself ma- in completely yeah it can be OCD it mm-hmm. can be lots of different things like with Hannah's like ticks and with the q-tip as kind of like this manifestation of all of that and like the paranoia of illness and mm. health and well-being and anxiety and things like that yeah Which I can totally relate to yeah like my life Many of my days are like, if I look at my tongue and it does not look healthy, I'm thinking, fucking hell, today's a write-off. <laughs> oh, Lou. <laughs> don't you ever think that? I don't know. I think I'm very tuned in to, like, illness. Mm. Something you worry about. Yeah, I think it's something I worry about a lot. Mm. But I think that's quite common. Yeah, I think a lot of people do worry about it. And especially people well. who have had illness problems in the past, yeah. like when they've had to go to hospital for things, Panic it can things. become yeah, definitely. a big trigger. Mm-hmm. But I completely agree with you that it's dealt with very sensitively and appropriately and very well. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't just switch off. Does no. It? I suppose there is a almost we kind of think that Hannah's totally fine now i we don't i don't often think about it and And now it's become sort of like a joke like hannah's phase or yeah but i really think it's great to laugh about mental illness and illnesses like that because it takes this it gives them less power yeah i think it's really important to um be able to talk about it as well quite openly and frankly and go oh i was I was ridiculous. Like, and be able to laugh at yourself with it and, like, take ownership of it in that way. Because when I started watching Girls was at season two at that Mm. point and I was having a really hard time with my mental health. Mm. Which I think is why it means so much to me as a show. Yeah. You felt like it was there for you and speaking your truth. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it does that for a lot of people and it's, it's good to, well, that's, you know, taking it out of the mental health issue taking it into all sorts of things that girls has been through up and down is that so many girls see parts of themselves and the situations that these girls are in and because actually this is a good point that i wanted to bring up last week and i don't know if i did mm-hmm. with the return of gabby hoffman's character yes oh she did come back didn't she i that did not sit well with me at all did not no that did not sit well with me at all with her being all like just turns out that you need a short stay in the hospital and the right cocktail of meds to feel just fine. Mm. That didn't sit well with me at all. Yeah. I know what you mean. I felt like it was quite true to her character mm-hmm. because she has always had this quite preachy vibe about her is that she kind of knows everything and is fine yeah. and in control. And so I always almost think that that is the way she would sort of speak about her own, like, mental health problems and... Yeah, and and feel and like have to make it a thing that she was in control of. It just um, for some reason it just like didn't sit well with me, and I thought 
that's all she is like that's her character is mm. like she's the crazy one mm. like the mentally unstable one yeah i i i hear you it's not something i didn't think about it properly to be honest with you i thought about the fact that oh it's good that they've said that you sometimes you need to you take need, meds you do like, need to go to hospital and it's not just like yeah a nice bit of therapy yeah 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 because what I think they should have done is like just to show Hannah taking her meds like continuously all the way through it. Yeah. I mean, they've never said that Hannah stopped taking her meds. That's true. She may very well still be taking them. But in the media, a, a woman on psychiatric medicine is like manic and crazy mm. and like very thin and gaunt <laughs> and like can't eat anything and like. Yeah. But I feel like it's the absolute opposite of like. You're like, you take these meds so that you're not manic and crazy. And if you're taking meds and you're still manic and crazy, you're not on the right meds. Because it's like the people that I think always need to like speak up and be championed are the ones that are just successful with their lives, but are on Mm. various mental medications, like mental health medications. I was talking to someone the other day who was like, um, you know what, I have to take uh, antidepressant every day yeah. and that makes me feel normal and that makes me feel happy and I look at other people who take other medication every day to feel normal and to feel happy. She was talking about someone that she knew that was diabetic and was like, you know, it's there's the no stigma it's around no. them taking this because their pancreas doesn't work properly. Why should there be a stigma around me taking this because my brain, is part of my brain doesn't give me the right chemicals I need. Yeah. Like. I think there shouldn't be. Because there are a lot of people who are living very successfully and very actively and productively that are on antidepressants Mm -hmm. or whatever. I think, yeah, the thing is it's always a lot more people than you need to realise. Exactly. And that you need to know. And And I know America has a bad... has stigma around it. It's just, like, them handing you out antidepressants, like, like, sweeties. a, A quick fix. Yeah, but it definitely isn't. No, no. But it's the people who have no experience of taking them or being around people that take them who are just like, oh no, I don't agree with them. Yeah, I know. And just like it's just a quick fix, and it's just like not cause. It's not treating the the, the causes. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that kind of puts fear in people who need to take them. Like, oh no, I can't take it because yeah. you know, then I'm admitting that I'm yeah. like really like not okay. But it's like, what if you're so unwell that you can't you can't get to the therapist's office because you literally feel like you're gonna die yeah i mean or you like you can't move and also sometimes it's not something that can be fixed by therapy you know like you know when i took antidepressants for a period of time i like you know, i probably could have done with some therapy too but mm-hmm. it was going to take too long to get therapy and i kind of knew why i was in a situation where everything was kind of out of my control and changing and yeah i, I and i wasn't caught up with that and I needed some time and mm. I needed to get out of the rut I was stuck in yeah. and taking antidepressants for mm. a, a period of time helped me go okay I can face going out of the house today and going out of the house today and seeing my friend made me Helps feel better yeah. and I felt like I could do things again and start achieving things again. The thing is I feel like I have many people in my life who act like my therapist. Yeah. And for me I've been through all sorts of different I've had private therapists where they like teach you how to visualize like a nice cooling blue light that comes into your body and like takes all the bad red energy away (laughs) and i've had nhs counseling sessions where they make you do questionnaires about like on a scale of one to ten how suicidal do you feel and for me therapy makes you rehash and rehash and Mm. rehash occurrences that have happened and you just think like i don't want to be thinking about this anymore like Mm. 
I want to get out of my head for one minute, just like not think about it over and over again. But for some people, therapy is like their yeah. lifeline. And I think if you don't, I mean, it, it whatever works for yeah. you, you know, I think either way. But you just have to be open to other people and don't judge them for whether they exactly. take medication. Don't judge but, yourself. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the hardest thing is like taking the stigma away from yourself. Like, you know, I thought just for a second then like, should I say that I've taken antidepressants? And I was like, of course you should say. You've just literally just said about how people shouldn't pretend and shouldn't say that it's a bad thing. Like, I've been on antidepressants for four years. Yeah. We just all need to be more open and honest about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Be more open and be more honest and own it. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, I also think it's just like something I do in the day, like brush my teeth. Yeah. Just like makes me be more hygienic (laughs) mental hygiene mental hygiene and just like more of an effective human being yeah and just happier really which is the most important thing exactly we all need to be a bit happier definitely especially when the sun has disappeared and it was out you're doing you're doing the classic like british thing like quick let's get back to the weather (laughs) i don't mean that actually but i meant i today i was just thinking that like Last weekend, when we had that picnic and stuff like that, I felt so happy. Oh, so nice. So happy. And then this weekend, in comparison, I just feel a bit like, ugh. I think the weather really affects the way I feel. Definitely. It really affects how I feel. Mm. (sighs) Another happy moment in Girls? Can you think of one? Or favourite moment? I really love the episode where Ray and Adam go to Staten Island to return the dog. Oh, yeah. And they get just like gets a nice like male moment mm-hmm. is it just the two of them that whole episode i don't think so but is that when adam says that really horrible line that you texted me the other day and yeah. i was like adam's such a cunt <laughs> how could he say that why am i so in love with him still why can <laughs> i get over him what did he say to her so about like a tweety bird oh doesn't yeah he say that? does oh, he say this to ray yeah that he realized that hannah's like a, you play a game at a... does ray say that oh, i think it's adam someone can correct us but she's like um, when you go and you go to a fair and you try really hard to win and then you don't win and then you realise you were playing for a big Tweety Bird that you're going to have to carry around all day you don't even want the fucking Tweety Bird which is a horrible thing to say about Hannah because I'm not happy about that but also I kind of do feel the same sometimes I am like so caught up in the chase of like trying to be with someone that I forget that I'd actually be with them at the end of it (laughs) like stuck with them for a long time yeah so you have to wake up and then go and have breakfast with them and then meet them again and have dinner together. And, like, listen to what they have to say. Yeah. I've not, not got any time for that. You've just not met the right person. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I'm trying hard again. But the thing is, then you meet the person, and then it's six years later, and then there's a whole other host of problems <laughs> yeah, that come. Yeah, true. Comes. Like, I wish you could just have that, like, first few months... A relationship where you just like feel high on life. So I, when I was um, in a long, much longer term relationship, I had this conversation with the guy I was with, and I said like, I mean, it was the beginning of the end for us, but <laughs> I said, do you ever feel sad that you aren't going to get that like first rush of like butterflies? Of is he going to text me back, or are you, is she going to text me back, or are we going to kiss, or what, or whatever? Yeah. And like, isn't it boring that you know, anytime you kiss me, I'll kiss you back. <laughs> like, if you text me, I'll text you back. And what did he say? He was like, yeah, sometimes. And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about that a lot. <laughs> Gosh, but it's true. I mean, yeah, but you definitely have that. I've been 
with the youngish man for a long time mm. and it's a lot of work you mm. have to work at it but your relationship develops and it changes into something else yeah exactly i mean each part of a relationship is lovely and yeah we all have this thing where you know nostalgia takes over or whatever and you idealize a certain time more than another time like you know people who are in long-term relationships are like oh god being single and like all of that is so lovely and people and who are people single, single are like oh god i my just want someone shit. to reply to my text yeah. <laughs> but that's not my mom it's yeah, exactly. like the episode in season one where adam and hannah properly get together mm. it's that day where it's just like you go from fucking to like eating nice food just like mm. and everything you do together is fun like my favourite thing to do at the beginning of a relationship is go to the supermarket together yeah it's like such a fun thing to do I know what you but mean. then you move on and you find other nice things yeah exactly. it's just nice to go to sleep with someone and wake up and know they're there exactly it's nice to have someone to rely on yeah <sighs> <laughs> this has become much more rambly and much yeah, less productive than yeah, I thought it was going to be yeah, I know, we've done a bit of a shit job of, like, actually recapping. knowing what we're talking about and recapping. I think it's just too painful to realise that it's coming to an end. Yeah. I also sort of feel like the best bits is quite of a shit format. The thing is, is that, like, some of the best bits are also the worst bits, and some of the worst bits are the best bits, and, like, I think things that we've missed that I love, that I want to, like, highlight are... Hannah's speech about Jessa and Adam at Moth. Oh, I'm sure we've talked, spoken about We that. have, but that's one of my favourite bits. Yeah. What, um, I mean, I would speak about Sitting all the time. Yeah. Lovely Richard Shepard directed Sitting and it's just a masterpiece of an episode. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it and can rewatch yeah. it over and over again. Um, even if it's upsetting. Even that's if it's why upsetting. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of the truth. Yeah. Um, and then what other episodes do I love? Um, what was the one? I sent you a list of seven. I really love the episode where they go back um, to Jess's dad. Yeah. I love that episode where all they eat is rabbit. Yes. They're pet rabbits. With that guy, Eric. Oh my goodness, Lou. So that when she, that Hannah's like I thought we were going on a sexcapade <laughs> uh, that has happened my friend and I went on a sexcapade in the vein <gasps> of girls did you? yeah how yeah. did that go? we were both just like I was like I really want to have sex with one of our mutual friends and she was like I really want to have sex with another one of our mutual friends I was like do I know the friend? Um, you know one of them and um, we were like let's go on a sexcapade let's do it and so we both invited the other person that we didn't want to have sex with to come on a night out with us and we went to this um club and went swing dancing oh, that <laughs> so fun. and it was we just got absolutely hammered had the best time and then i went to my friend who my other friend wanted to sleep with and was like um i need to sleep with the other guy that we're with so you need to sleep with that person is that okay and then they did she did the same thing and so then we just set each other up and then we all went back and had a great time you did you have sex in the same room no <laughs> <laughs> just the same house because i feel like that's not a true sex capade unless no. you're just like doing some sort of strange orgy no it wasn't an orgy yeah but yeah it was it was our sex capade i've never done anything like that lou Take a walk on the wild side, man. <laughs> I've had quite a lot of sex in cars. Have you? Yeah. I don't think I've ever had sex in a car. That comes from growing up in the country, though. And yeah. Like when you, when you um learn to drive when you're 17 in the UK. Yeah. Just like, this car is a little vessel for all sorts of stuff. 
I hope my mum and dad aren't listening to this. <laughs> I hope my mum and dad aren't listening to this. <laughs> um, wasn't there something that I said to you? Oh, I want to talk about that. It was the mental health, not many orgasms. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. I think those were your big things. My that big you things. To talk about. I don't know what I, want. I think. I just wanted to talk about Hannah in a string vest, which I've I've fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and Booth Jonathan, the creep that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, another. We haven't really spoken about the Panic in Central Park, but I would like us to do an actual episode on Panic in Central Park. At some yeah, point. we should go back and do a proper episode. Great app, and so, just so like good. Charlie's whole journey transformation. Mm-hmm. Marnie singing stronger at Charlie's office party. So good, and that music video that she has in season oh, one. What I am is so what bad, I am. and she's smoking an e-cigarette. <laughs> really dreadful. <laughs> so so bad. Yeah. Um, so many wonderful moments. So I many. Have been thinking about girls ending for the past week and preparing myself for the final episode. And I really don't know how I'm going to feel. I've been trying to prepare myself. I I don't know how I'm going to feel. I feel like this is my young adulthood coming to an end. And now I have to be a proper grown-up. I think I've accepted it. Like, I actually don't feel sad about this episode that's coming up. Mm -hmm. And I think had last episode not felt like kind of already the end and that this one's going to be kind of like an epilogue yeah. like I know we know we're not going to see some of the characters again I feel like we, it's had a half end already so I'm not that sad yeah but I think maybe by the end of it I will be sad and I'm really excited to know how it's going to end up and I'm excited to do my big rewatch of one through six all the way through and like have a real sense of the characters and what they were doing the whole time and and getting a bit of distance and being able to follow people's arcs mm-hmm. and seeing as it more of just like just getting away from like wanting the plot developments and just mm-hmm. appreciating how it's shot and yeah. how it's beautifully Being written. Less focused on oh Hannah and Adam gonna get back together. What's going on? Where's Shosh? Yeah, like, where the fuck is Shosh? Just appreciating yeah. for what it is because I think it's been a really fucking big deal for us mm. and a lot of other people. Yeah, and been very formative for a lot of people and something very important. Yeah, I completely Not agree. just for our generation. And I think, like, everyone's got an opinion on girls. And weirdly, some people who I would think would love it are like, oh, I hate that show. And some people who I would, have, would think would just have no time yeah. for it absolutely love it. Like, my mum and dad, like, of all people, to yeah. really like it. And, yeah, it's very confusing. I read another article about... I think that was the same Erica Young one, actually, about the fact that when sort of male characters in TV shows are never criticised for being unlikable. Mm. If we think about Walter White from um, Breaking Bad, people never said, like, I can't watch that, I just hate him. Mm. They're also annoying. Yeah, people give women a much harder time. Much harder time. And it's not the fact that they're unlikable, is it? I mean, you don't have to like people all the time. No. You can love someone but not like them. Exactly, and I think the thing is we love all the girls, don't we? And we just want the best for them. And we get annoyed with them because they do things that we don't think is the best for them. That winds us up. But as they said last episode, they're all just doing their worst best, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or their best worst. Making me sad again. <laughs> I just can't imagine it not being in my life. That's what I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, you know, 
they're all going on to do exciting things as we've discovered looking at what lena dunham might be doing next it seems like she must be an avid listener of our show obviously um it looks like she basically wants to be a hybrid of the two of us Mm -hmm. so she's writing a collection of short stories like like, me like louisa over here who has published her own lovely (laughs) really embarrassing it's not embarrassing publishing is like the dirt of like the shit on someone's shoe but it's really good Louis and like I often see people read it's in one of our local coffee shops and I often see people in there reading it when I'm there old people old people elderly women and there's quite a lot about like I think there's quite a lot of sex in it as well a lot about pubes a lot about pubes yeah um, and the, yeah so I think she's obviously read your book so the other thing she's obviously doing next is she's moving into theatre, which is what I do. Yeah. So she just wants to be us, basically. Yeah, obviously she listens, she loves us, she just wants to emulate us in every way. Lena, like, honestly, if you need some advice, babe, we're here for you, aren't we? Like, your career's not going so great. <laughs> like, we if you just want to hash it out, like, we're like, here. we can be really great motivational speakers if you need us to be. Yeah, like, we've got good eyes for detail. Don't be embarrassed, like... No, honestly, we're here. And we've got a lot of thoughts, as you can tell. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see you in a couple of days' time to talk about the big finale. Oh, God. Shall we do something special for it? Yeah, let's have all the bubbles. All the bubbles. Yes, exactly. Well, it's Easter Monday, after all. So we may as well. What happened to Jesus on Easter Monday? Did he rise? Didn't he come back? I don't know. Because it's Good Friday right now when we're recording this. Crucified. He was crucified. Yeah, he was... Yeah, and then he was... Gone for three days and he came back, wasn't he? Yeah, cool stuff. So we'll all celebrate the return of Jesus and the end of girls. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed our sort of slightly drunken ramblings (laughs) and my quite loud, gross eatings of crackers. (laughs) (laughs) See you in a few days. Tweet us. Bye. Bye.